Welcome to the Intentional Randomness Podcast with your host, Omo Babala Adetiji, aka Bobby. On this show, we're intentional about everything. Hi everyone, this is Bobby on Intentional Randomness and uh, today's show is a little bit different. So this is me just trying to get the formalities done and then I'm just here with with, with, with Suki and I'm here with Jumoke, we're just in. We recently watched watched a show and um, the show just touched on so many topics that we just feel like, oh, we need to really come and gist about this and we would love to share our conversation with with you, Jane. So anyways, um, yeah. So Suki and Jumoke, we watched the show, you know, we've, we've had this conversation a little bit <laughs> at home. <laughs> Um, after after watching the show and I was like, oh, we need to have these conversations and we need to document um, the conversation. So here we are. Um, <laughs> I think the, the, the thing that stood out for me, okay, so the show is about, um, was about a couple going for counselling and then we following their counselling journey. Um, two couples. Two couples, yeah. Yeah, two couples, yeah. Yes. two couples, yeah, definitely. And the first thing that, that struck me, even now that I tried to recap the show just before doing this podcast was the fact that the guy really wants to go for counseling he was like i don't want to be i don't want to be here and i know that most times men are a little bit but they have like ah uh, they're not they're not usually the ones that was yeah let's go for counseling though in that show the other guy was the one that brought the girl to, to counseling but it's not very common that guys would that men would want to go for <laughs> for therapy or for counseling that's my experience anyways mm. even when we joked about it at home sometimes with, with my husband like even things that are good they need sometimes it doesn't mean that it has to be broken for you to go for counseling or whatever you can you can just want to go for counseling to make it better and it's usually yeah. ah please <laughs> i don't need someone to come and tell me what i already know <laughs> yeah yeah but i think it's the way but they actually went for therapy, not counseling, because they're two different things, you know. Yeah, that's true. And mm-hmm. because with therapy, there's a that's a problem, and you've identified the problem, and you want kind of to talk it through because yeah, and that and that's the I think probably culturally for us as black black people in cold, you mm. want the solution to be given to you. I don't want to talk through the problems. Just give me one, two, three, four, five things I need to do to solve the mm. problem. Yes. So for men, they're very logical. Instead of me bearing my emotions, my feelings, and all that, let's just get straight to the point. Whereas therapy doesn't work that way. You really need to go through the whole process: why, how, what. And most of the time, it's about how did you feel about this? So what are you going to do about it? Something like that. And most mm. men, I think, especially for African men, slash, you know, whether you're from African origin or you've been in the Western world, it's been, it's very difficult for men to really express themselves, especially with words. Mm. And especially when you're in front of a stranger as well. That's another thing, isn't it? That you, you they don't, you don't know them from Adam. They're not your but pastor. I, not I would, I would have thought that that would make it easier to go for therapy no, because you don't no, know no, the no, person. No. You can just walk out of the place no. and you don't know Most them. Most men are quite guarded. Their therapists are their friends. Exactly, in court. Exactly. <laughs> That was going to be my point too, because <laughs> I, I think most people, most men look at it from that angle that, oh, this person is a stranger. I don't want to be sharing my business with this stranger. Mm. You are not your third party in my marriage or in my relationship. I don't want to share anything with you. So they have uh-huh. this 
there's this defensive thing that comes up so they don't mm. want to hear about it they just want to we can talk about it at home say come, come, mm-hmm. come. we can sit and talk about it at home and it's not going anywhere because this person you're just going around in circles you're talking about the same thing exactly <laughs> this person is knowledgeable in this aspect has gone to school has studied the art of making people solve their problems but the mm. men see it like oh it is a stranger i don't want to share my my innermost secrets with a stranger i think that's the, mm. the main reason why they don't want to go to therapy yeah mm-hmm. so, interesting <laughs> so they have to be but i feel like another thing that is important to mention is that the narrative is changing these days i feel like mm. the, the the younger generation our generation and the generations before us they had the problem with talking about their feelings and sharing their feelings mm. i feel like the younger generation are getting more comfortable with talking about their feelings sharing their feelings saying exactly how they feel mm. but <laughs> the generation, my generation, uh, probably because of the awareness and mental yeah, health and the yeah. maybe destigmatization what do you call it this like removing the stigma related to maybe going yeah. for therapy yeah. and, and yes. counseling and social media has played, played a lot of uh, a lot of role into this as well, isn't it? Yes. Because you get yes. to know other people's business, which you can relate to your problem or your issue. And all of a sudden, you are ready to share your business and as well. And now you become an expert in people, solving, solving other people's problems. It's like you post so many therapies on social media. Therapists post on social mm. media now, isn't it? Everybody thinks they know everything, you know, and, and, and in a way. And, and I think that's... A, that's probably one of the issues or probably the challenges i find with the the generation i'm still a millennial in quotes but but i didn't grow up with social media that much i probably got used to social media in my 20s but you've got the generation who actually probably right from age 9 10 you know they they grew up with internet with social media and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so it's kind of their life their life constantly in the public eye so yes. going to a therapist is not a big deal because it's just one person but what about what i put on instagram facebook snapchat yeah. everything people know everything about me yeah. so mm. it's kind of very difficult to balance that isn't it for some of us who we don't like the public eye you don't want people to know your business you yes know, probably mm. the best person you'd rather be comfortable with probably be your pastor and if you yeah, remember in that true. show that was what one of the guys said. I would rather go to a pastor exactly. rather than go to a yeah. therapist. Yeah. 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 I read a comment. Somebody was saying he thinks his pastor will support him. That's why he wants to go to the pastor because it's usually more. <laughs> but also, you kind of feel that the pastor will give you the right advice because they're talking from in quotes from the lens of God and all that. Yeah. But wow. The reality is, all these things are human flaws, isn't it? Even the pastor you've gone to speak to probably have got issues yeah. in his own relationship exactly. as well. That he doesn't even know what to yeah. do. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I find that if you sit, I, I feel like if you're sitting with a, a therapist or a counselor, whatever you call it, and you know that they have like the right um, education, the right training, it's like going to a doctor. You you get the pre- like yeah. You 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 talk through the problem, but then you know that they will come from a very objective point of view. Whereas sometimes I feel like, um, yeah. Um, I, I, a person I, might be a bit subjective sometimes. I read somewhere, I think on, on, we're talking about social media, I read somewhere where somebody described therapy as exercise for the mind. The same mm. you exercise your body, you exercise, you put food in your body, you, the same way you, you, yeah, when you're sick, you use medicine. 
your mind mm. also needs a little bit of sharpening that mm. you can't if you can't resolve stuff by yourself it's best that you go to somebody else that can help you see it from other angles mm. and help you to like kind of arrange your thoughts like it's an exercise yeah brings clarity this social media thing the, the people that grew up with social media it's easy for them to share their meals it's easy for them to share the clothes they're wearing mm-hmm. where they're going so the relationship is just another thing to share on social media mm. so they live through each other they you know that that's why you find some people living a separate life from what they are doing on social media compared to what they are well who they are yeah. in life mm-hmm. because I, I was coming to that as well another thing that that, that came up it, like in the in the show was the idea of oh you're trying to like this idea that we're always trying to portray an image this is me you know i have my i'm so busy i'm a business person i'm so busy busy and everybody's so busy on social media everybody is or everybody's a celebrity everybody is well dressed nobody is wearing everybody is in some kind of i know these days that i have instagram because of the podcast i see people put a picture of themselves and they have to write air by close by exactly (laughs) are we on the red carpet or something everybody's clothes is designed by someone the hair is made by someone and i'm thinking are you you, is this for real (laughs) yeah yeah And, and, and that's the thing so imagine the people that share that sharing talking about their relationship with somebody else I'm, I'm talking about the generation after us now it's nothing but our generation we didn't grow up with social media we didn't grow up with sharing the meal that you had for uh, snack time or you you know we didn't grow up like that so it's harder for the men in this generation and the generation before us it's harder for them to talk to a therapist. It's t- mm-hmm. harder for them to go for counseling. I think people generally go for counseling before marriages. That one, mm-hmm. everybody's used to that. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, the actual therapy, when when you start living together, people of different background coming together to 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 be a family, it's harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, then it's, difficult for them to then go back to a therapist and say okay we're having financial problems she spends a lot of money i don't like spending money and here we are please help us Mm -hmm. yeah so (laughs) i think a lot of a lot of families or couples would probably benefit from from therapy or counseling once in a while just to check in the same way you go for a doctor's checkup it should be it should be normal to go in once in once in three years or once in i don't know Whatever works for you, five years. Or we just checking in, you know, because sometimes it's easier to talk to a, a stranger and explain how you're feeling, and maybe to to the to the person themselves. I don't know. Maybe it should be the other. Way. It should be easier for you to talk to your spouse, but it's not always like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, I was gonna say because well, if you're going to therapy by yourself, it's easier because you're making that decision for yourself. Yeah. But when another person is involved, you, you always have to take that into consideration as well. Yeah. Because, it, like, look at what happened eventually in the show. It, it, the mere fact that the guy felt that he, he was kind of forced. Forced. <laughs> or he had to. He didn't yeah. get much from it because everything. Because, and that's the thing, like, going for therapy, you really need to prepare yourself. Are you ready to be vulnerable? Are you have, ready to go through the process? Mm. And I think most of the time ignorance is not an excuse because you can't no. just walk into a situation to say okay i was asked to come and here right? i am not knowing fully well what you're going to get yourself into so by the time some of these 
things were coming out he was just shocked because he wasn't expecting <laughs> you know the way mm. the whole thing and 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 i think that's where like i said earlier the fundamental issue i personally especially with one of the couples whereby the guy was resistant to to the therapy thing was mm. that they for me the girl herself uh, there were a lot of issues that needed to be um hired out before they even come to therapy because although she identified that there was issues or there mm. were issues in the relationship but also it's understanding that you know relationship about communication as well so if you're going to bring somebody to therapy probably there should be should, there should have been like um how do you explain it like something you have to discuss properly yeah but but imagine if you can't get that discussion through and the only thing you can get through is okay let's go meet someone but okay yeah I'll go with you because they won't listen to all these pre discussion that you're talking about yeah but the in, in that case that was what what would be the outcome as well because eventually we knew what happened eventually at the end everybody was yeah, I feel like but there are people that go for therapy and they're reluctant in the beginning but then later they become open they become, to it when yeah, they see yeah. that yeah. Uh, it, it's one thing to just be I don't know to just be anti everything thing that you know it or because i think one thing that therapy can do is to actually help you to see what the other person has been saying that you've not heard for mm. maybe months or years because you know we 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 have that tendency as human beings to maybe take each other for granted and sometimes it's when you're talking to somebody else that you now say okay i get your point this is what i didn't understand before and having that trained person into mediate is like a referee this is what bobby's trying to say oh no mm-hmm. this is what suki is trying to say mm. helps mm. yeah but, yeah but not in all cases the reality is that not everybody will go to therapy and find it useful Yes, we're all different. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, probably because if you, if you go in not not even being open, you will not get anything from it. No, just exactly. like anything else in yeah. life. If, but if you somehow along the line, okay, I'm here now. Let me just make the best of this. Mm. You will get mm. something out of it. Mm. But if your mind is closed, you will not get anything. So yeah. hopefully, um, in the future, we'll see men less resistant to, <laughs> to <laughs> therapy. <laughs> well, ah. But yeah, open for that. Watching so. this show brought up like a a couple of um, interesting points that I thought that oh wow, people are actually this is this is what people are going through, like mm. living living together and trying to figure out your finances and somebody feeling like they are <laughs> they are taking care of the whole family and while they are not doing anything. How do you cope with that? What what do you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially because in the beginning it was like hand the I, I bring the money in, and then at the end of the show we had no, I was taking eighty percent of it anyway. It wasn't. It was just like an illusion that you're taking care of everything, but you weren't really doing that. It goes back to the math, isn't it? But yeah. but that was where I said there was issue with the lady, especially okay. with the other couple were saying like. What what was your definition of the relationship we're getting into, isn't it? Because the guy has already set his he knows what he's doing. Like I was saying, right from the beginning, if you looked at one of the guy who actually because there are two couples, isn't it? It's yeah. The other mm. one who are quite immature and there's one that they're more about, you know, um, the, the guy with ladies with issues and all that. What I was trying to say is that the lady, the perception of I I right from the beginning, the guy saw the relationship as a business transaction so you do your part i do my part and mm. everybody's okay and that's what i always tell ladies you men are very logical in their thinking mm. women are very emotional 
So at times, you need to take the emotions out at times. And it's very difficult for a woman to look at it from that perspective because mm. you feel like, oh, this guy is using me. But the guy is not using you. The guy is just being logical because the reality is he, see, he sees himself as the provider in code mm. but what and, and that's the thing about guys they want you to be explicit so i'm a provider providing what mm. <laughs> but mm. you know and even the girl you remember the girl kept saying yeah girl, yeah yeah he, he takes care of me mm. He, he's, mm. And, and i'm like okay what exactly how does it take because if you're looking at it from the financial part of you or probably your oh, it helps me with some but by the time they decide breaking the whole thing down i'm thinking it's not a provider. I don't think that's the definition <laughs> of a provider. <laughs> that's what, I mean, like, and, and that's the, the, the like where, where Suki was starting from. Like, um, okay, you're you're trying to figure out your finances, and you're not married, and all of this is. I feel like just because there's no official commitment from the beginning, it makes everything so gray. Because you okay, you're, you've moved together, but what are you? Are you combining finance, finances now? Are you still single? Are you still are you independent? Exactly. Can you spend your money the way you want, or can you? That kind of um, yeah, because that <laughs> gray area that yeah, you that you hand uses me. Like okay, are you, are you deciding that you don't want to get married and you just want to be in a relationship and just live together? So. In, in that case, then you need a therapist to help you discuss that. Okay, are we going to then pay for everything 50 50? So that's in case we do break up, then you just take your 50 and go. You, you uh, know, you... <laughs> I don't even think you need a therapist for that. I think that should have been clear right from the beginning. Like, yeah, like, and, 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 and that is exactly what was interesting for me too. When I started and I was watching, I was like, okay, I don't, I don't claim to understand this whole cohabiting thing. And I'm not necessarily, con- I'm not condemning people who do it, but it just sounds like a lot of confusion to me. Yeah, yeah but some people, are very, <laughs> some people are very pragmatic about it. I think with them, there's just just a level of immaturity from the girl or probably there's lack of, or probably there's assumption right at the beginning of the relationship. Okay, this guy will Yes, and, the and issue I'm, of assumption. I think I, that is something that is, that is a big stuff, right? With, uh, with, with people in relationships, yeah. assumptions. And, and what think, are you in? <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think from personal experience and, you know, I've been involved or conversing with people and talking about issues like this is goes back to women are very emotional when we get into relationship we get into relationship with our head with our hearts not with our mm. heads so mm. some of the things that we're supposed to iron out right at the beginning we're just so much in love with the guy that you know everything is just yes 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 you know saying yes when you mean when you're meant to say no or yeah. not thinking through making yourself accountable having people around you who make you to be objective in your thinking because mm-hmm. if you had said oh i'm moving i'm moving in with a guy the first question if you've got friends or people around you are accountable the first question to be asking you who's going to pay the rent how exactly. are you going to do this exactly. you know these are the things that you start thinking of okay oh yeah it's true so, so that when mm. you meet the guy next time it's about okay so how is it going to work in terms of paying rent and all that yeah because, practically yeah and, and and i think it also starts with how we we train our children as well in terms of financial independence and education mm. right at the beginning as well mm. because mm. I've, I've got friends who, who who live with their partners and all that and it's very when they talk about their you know their finance they're very structured it's mm. very structured it's not this mishmash thing it's, it's very structured because everybody knows what they're doing you know it's all sorted and all that and even in every relationship marriage relationship these are the things you really need to talk about because 
it yeah, I was going to come to that, that even like, yeah, in a marriage relationship, even in like, you have the commitment, you have the till death do us part. And hopefully if you're married to somebody that has a good, like has a fear of God, they're not planning to cheat on you or do something crazy. You still need to talk about finances. Yeah. You need to talk about how you're going to work together. You need to talk about like chores and roles. Now we yes. have to shout all, all over gender roles. I don't want to be in a relationship where there are gender roles. I don't want to be the only one cooking and I don't want and all of this. And that means you have to do a lot of talking. I mean yeah. in the old generation everybody just knew their place. You cook, I bring the money. You do this, I do this. But these days with all our independence and all these things and all the different um constellations and different combinations that you have in families, you really need to sit down and talk. What are we going to do this? Exactly. <laughs> and, and I think right from the, the guy, when I was watching that show, that particular guy wants to have this um, Sit at home wife. African mentality, <laughs> yes, but not being able to, the traditional mentality of yeah. I'm the provider, but you don't want to be committed. You don't want to be, you don't want to sacrifice. You don't want to. So, because for me, if I've been a Christian, there's no way you can be a provider when you're naturally married. I'm sorry. What, what are you, what, what, what is the contest of what are you providing for? Because it's only one person you're providing for in court, really. Mm. So, yeah. and the, the reality of, of it is, as the show went on, you realize that he wasn't actually providing anything it was just more or less like and that's the reality mm. because the word was used carelessly yeah. and for me i had an issue with that because i've never heard that word provider provider in that <laughs> as a, a leader the, the part that was so funny was oh mr ma what do you do i'm the provider <laughs> like what is that like a professional that's a whole job on its own <laughs> i think the way he said it he talks to his own or upbringing, upbringing as yeah. well. Because mm. he, I think he has this idea that the man has to be the provider. The man has to be, I don't want to use the word head, but I think you grew up with, or oh, I have to. Breadwinner, maybe is the word. And I have mm. to have a wife that sits at home, waits for me, comes back, and appreciates me for bringing money. Even but if she's I don't not your wife, yes. That. That's the no, thing. No, no, no. Yeah, I know. But that's the idea he had in his head, watching the show. He's mm, like, oh, you have to true. sit at home, wait for me. And when I come, you appreciate that I'm with you. Even if I'm not spending time with you, just appreciate that I brought the money and I'm here. You should and, 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 <laughs> and you guys, you guys are touching on something very important. The idea that a lot of, at least statistically, looking at the way it is, we both, like we all live in the West. I don't think there's someone out there who can say, a guy that can say, I'm single-handedly just taking care of everything and we don't need we don't need a second income. I think it's very, like, it's, it can happen, but maybe if you are really extremely rich. But most times, the people that have this mentality, like the guy in, the, in this show, I'm providing, it's just all in their heads. Practically, when, when, when it comes to the numbers, you're not doing all of that. Mm. <laughs> because the math does not add up. <laughs> so, like, this idea in your head, I'm the provider. Where does it, like, the, the lady is working. I used to say to people that say, but back in the in the days, the women were working and the men were providers. I used to say, even that is a fallacy. Because if we look, I would use Nigerian context. A lot of these women went to the market. They were traders. They Some of them were farmers in the east. Yeah of nigeria the Igbo women they were they were farmers so what are we talking about women have always contributed to the home one way or the other yes they have yes they have and talking about the west that you mentioned that the concept of the provider doesn't really work here i feel because if you want to do stuff if you want to approach the bank to do stuff or if you want to buy a house if you want to buy cars 
you stand a better chance if there's two incomes in the family. Yeah, at least in the middle class, unless you are maybe yeah, Elon Musk or just Jeff Buzz. An entrepreneur <laughs> that is earning way, you know. Mm. But if mm. you are a nine to five, like most of us are, you stand a better chance if you have two incomes. So this mm-hmm. concept of provider provider thing, I, I think it's it's like I said, it's an ideology that we are yeah. so in love with. We romanticize it. We oh, you know, it so much, and it's <laughs> and it's really it's you can't in this present world. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I think even if you're gonna be a provider, you know, I mean, there are some families that you know the 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 wife or the mom for the family will make a decision to probably take a career break to look after the kids. Mm. So oh, that yeah. Yeah. obviously, because mm-hmm. you know the cost of childcare as well in the Western yes. world can take mm-hmm. almost half of your income as a family as well, yes. isn't it? So mm-hmm. at times women or men can make that personal choice to say okay i will probably reduce my hours go part-time or mm. probably stop working depending on your savings as a family mm. to make that decision but in this context of this context of this relationship i don't understand that <laughs> where that fit it's true i don't understand where and, that and maybe that is a that is a red flag out there that we can mention for younger people that i know you're married and you want to marry and all you see is a lot of from the guy as a woman is a lot of oh I'm doing this I'm doing this you need to really begin to ask practical questions can we even yes. pinpoint exactly what you're doing can yes. we pinpoint exactly how you contribute to this relationship or oh, oh, I'm so in love it takes care of me can you pinpoint how does it take care of you what does it actually do, do. Mm. and you remember there was a, a statement he made as well that said that um oh um a guy doesn't disclose how much he's got. Yeah, 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 he doesn't sit down with with yeah. the with the wife and tell her everything that he makes. Who does that? And for he me, says. That, that was already a red flag. Like, if if you have a guy who's got got that mentality, of course, you need to know that there's something not right. And you know, there's some men that it will take time. It's mm. realistic to trust mm. the woman, probably because the woman is very flamboyant, so they know that oh, mm-hmm. if I declare mm. something, she wants to spend it. Yeah, fine, but it takes time and you know experience and time for for you to yeah. for them to trust the. Woman. But if a guy is already having that mentality three years into your relationship, mm. then it's already a red flag for you to know, ask yourself. Um, do I really want to go further in this relationship? Do do mm. do hard? Because let me tell you something. I know some people whereby some so similar to that guy that they're actually making money mm. but they won't mm. spend it they're mm-hmm. actually they're investing in risky businesses and all that they won't spend their money on mm. you know favorites like flowers cakes and you know oh i want to be romantic they won't do that and they will leave the woman to be spending money yo you want to yeah yeah go ahead spend your money you want to do it yeah but i will definitely and these are the issues in marriages as well because the reality is one person is investing his money or her money mm. and because it goes both ways isn't it the spouses and, and the other person is spending one, his you know, or has. spending <laughs> has on the day-to-day runnings of the of the of the, of the family of the that obviously mm. will strain and i don't think personally this particular guy i don't think he's that broke but probably mm. he's investing to high risk businesses yeah. and investments mm. and stuff mm. like that which not bringing the returns as expected because the lady actually mentioned that 
he had some investment but the money not coming in as expected so it's about these conversations you need to ask yourself that would you rather how much you want to invest in you know 10 20 30 years or you know not getting Mm. any returns because these are the things that like it it all boils down to communication really because if Mm. you don't ask you don't know yes and assumption mm. assumption in relationship is the worst thing ever don't ever yeah. assume ask mm. so that you know because and that's one of the things that people struggle with in marriage but you never asked so how, how come I, I won't tell you what but we never asked mm. that's why i mm. feel like this thing that we're talking about with the finances is a, a gray area when you are actually not married uh, mm. that was what i said before i'm, I'm going mm, because there is maybe the guy doesn't feel like there's no commitment for me exactly. to be telling you everything exactly. and the lady doesn't even feel yeah. bold enough to ask some questions because okay well it doesn't owe me that answer maybe, maybe. i know that people yeah. that do these all cohabiting things differently as well they have the mindset of almost like they're in a marriage they just don't have the formality that's a different yeah. thing but where you, are, you have all these okay why do i i don't owe you these or even later in the show, the girl moved out of the house and he's like, she hasn't come home. And I sat down there thinking, come home to what? To what? She's been disrespected. And I'm like, to what? You you are not the husband. Like, you're just somebody <laughs> she's living with. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm, maybe I just have a different opinion. But I just felt like <laughs> both of you don't owe each other anything. Really. Anything. Yeah. And yeah. that's a fact, really. Yeah. It, 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 if you then decide to cohabit, you kind of have to talk about it from all these issues because another issue now i'm bringing up another issue from that show that yeah go ahead the thing the thing with the family like how do you then deal with the family if you're just living together you don't have this commitment to each other are you yeah like how do you see the person's parents siblings and all these people how how do you deal with that because the person is not an island on their own they usually have friends and family and all of that how do you then relate to them how do you move on in your relationship if you are what if you break up i mean i keep going back there what if you break up then everything breaks (laughs) and everything is, is broken and you have to start picking up the pieces isn't it just and, and like I, any any anything else anyways i think it still comes out to the, the to the particular lady i was talking about that uh, i think it's um i don't want to say immaturity because if i say maturity it will seem as if probably she was childish she wasn't but i would say it's um i don't want to use the word naivety as well but experience it, maybe experience experience because yeah. I can relate to her as well because at times, you know, there's this um, depends on your, your background, depends on the family you come from as well. Whereby you're you 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 are taught not to be disrespectful mm. to strangers mm. or elders and all that. So mm. it's kind of difficult for you to say no when you're even a very uncomfortable environment or people mm. invading your space. Mm. You know, some of us are not very confrontational. You know, no. if, if, mm. you, if you bring your kids into my house now, I'm just that kind of person that will just accept it. Like, okay, fine, they're only here for a few days or a few hours. I can cope mm. with that. So I mm. might not be that kind of person that will say, hey, what? Excuse me, what? What? I, I, because naturally or the way i've been brought up i'm just that accommodating person whereas mm. you have some millennials are like no i mean you should have called before you even before come you in come, yeah or i've got i've got plans <laughs> you know mm. things like that so yeah isn't it, it and that's the thing right coming to the issue of like in-laws now okay the couple in the show we're, we're not married but if you, if you bring it down to like okay a real couple you're married how how to relate with with in-laws 
and expectations. Again, back to this whole issue of expectations, assumptions, and things like that. Um, how do I do I treat you as somebody that is just the sibling of my boyfriend, or should I treat you as my sister-in-law? I don't even know if there's a difference in that. <laughs> how you treat people based yeah, on how? I, I there's a difference between sister-in-law and the sister of your boyfriend because the sister—that's <laughs> reality. It says sister-in-law. So you are bound together in exactly. law by law. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. she's your sister by law. Mm. But mm. sister of my boyfriend, there's no commitment. I don't hold you, you don't hold me. I'm, I'm talking here plainly. Mm. I can yeah. be nice to you based on my terms, and I might not be nice to you based on my terms. Mm. But and, 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 and that was the problem, like in the show, the, the sister to the boyfriend, or the, I don't even know if they were fiance, I think it was boyfriend, was bringing her kids. And she's like, no, I don't know you like that. You can't drop the kids here. And maybe the sister is just like, that's my sister-in-law. So again, gray areas, confusion. Confusion. <laughs> confusion, yeah. And, and I, I think like if, if you have a boyfriend, the sister doesn't have a right to drop their kids with you. I mean, Unless you actually you are nice like that and you don't mind. Well, if you don't mind, that's another question. But you're not obliged to do it. You're not... Exactly. No compulsion for you to do it, and you can choose to say no. Yeah, mm. you you don't have any as like like Jumoke said, you don't have any in law there. There's yeah. no law. <laughs> right there. But there are people that will argue that even with the in law, you don't have a right to not tell it, me I don't owe you anything. <laughs> Some people it, have that mentality even in 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 marriage. Yeah. Isn't it when they that... deal with their in laws? As, as ladies as well, that as women that go into relationship, there's this mentality like, oh, uh, I don't know if it's an African thing that you, you've got somebody, you're in a long-term relationship and you're already seeing yourself as the wife when in quote, oh, it's yeah, not even proposed. Yeah. It has not proposed yet. You know, there's not even conversation about the future, but you've already seen yourself as the wife. You've already seen yourself as, you know, they're having family events. You're already there in the kitchen and, you know, you're already cooking, washing plates, you know, going out <laughs> with your boyfriend's mom. You're already being introduced to every member of the family when the relationship has not been defined. Yeah. And, you know, these are the things that when people think, you think, oh, this auntie is very ash. No. From experience, define the relationship right from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, that was something that was drummed into our heads. Like, at least I know it was drummed into my head growing up going for all the singles seminars and everything you need to mm-hmm. define your relationship we had this with this um, lady that was a friend and she would go to to our so-called uh, i don't know boyfriend's mother's house and she would you know do all the things that i expected according to our culture for the wife and mm-hmm. they were not even going out and then later on the guy is dating somebody else on another side of the of, of the planet of course <laughs> I like what were you thinking? What were you doing? You you don't even know the relationship with the guy and you're already being a wife I mean, to the mo- start, to the mother. If we start talking about this particular topic, I think this whole episode of the podcast will spend it talking to about this topic. Um doing the wifely duties when you are not even when the relationship hasn't been defined. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm. we women we have this thing at the back of their head of our heads that oh if we do the extra job if we do the extra and show him how how we can be what they call white material five yards of white Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's going to he's going to marry pop the question and then you Mm. cook and wash and clean and dry clean and pick up dry cleaning and still they you will get the ring so it's about like you said it's about 
defining the relationship mm-hmm. from the beginning don't mm. overstress yourself because you don't at that point you really do not owe anybody anything even yeah. when you are married you don't owe anybody anything but mm. out of courtesy you start doing mm. these things you start helping out where mm-hmm. where they need help you don't have to overstretch yourself even as a wife but as yeah for the in-law things yeah as in you are not obliged you're really not obliged to do anything but that understanding is is hard to explain but i would say though that i found it a little bit like when she was like why would your sister drop your uh, kids with me i was in my own head i was thinking but for me as a person personally i didn't see the force I didn't see why she was so angry about that particular issue. I must confess, because I was just like, yeah, I probably understand that you don't want their kids to be dropped. But I also found it like, why do you have no, a problem no, with I, so I much? Feel, I, feel, <laughs> like, I feel like she was angry because she was saying that she wasn't a good wife. She wasn't dressing properly. She wasn't, she was talking rudely to people. And you were and then you drop your kids with me. And then you <laughs> drop your kids with her. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're complaining about who she is as a woman, then you don't drop your kids with her because that means you don't trust her enough as a woman. So just mm-hmm. take your kids somewhere else. You know, you know, th- this comes to what I always say, and I probably, probably from my own personal experience, seeing my mom, my aunties with their mm-hmm. relationship with their in-laws, and growing up, I've always had this mentality that. I'm not going to pretend to be who I'm not exactly. when I get married. Mm. Because exactly. at times, it's better exactly. to, for people to know you for who you are mm. rather than pretend to be what you're not. Because the problem is, if you fake it before you get married, mm. people will expect that after you get married. You continue married, with that, you keep it up. And at times, you, you're, I, I'm that kind of person that I'd rather do something with my heart in it being plain mm. than do something because I want to please you I can't okay. just do it I, for me yeah. it's, just, it's just not me you know pretending it, 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 to be who I'm not it's not. interesting enough life like, real life I think maybe Jumake would remember this or, or maybe Yinka another friend of mine when when I had lived maybe abroad I don't know how, how long and when I met my husband he was like and then we were talking about, oh, we're going to go home. You're going to meet my mom and all of that. I was, I think I was in Sweden and, and it was like, but I would love when you get to Nigeria, please, when you see my mom, maybe you just kneel down. That's something we do in our culture. And I was telling him, ah, with my two knees, in my head, I was brought up. I not understand the culture that he's talking from. I was like, if I start kneeling with my two knees now, and they think I'll be kneeling down like that for life, I can't do it all because even when I go home and I travel home on holidays, I find that my leg, aches i'm telling my dad i can't be greeting everybody on the street and kneeling down i'm sorry i'll bend and he was like just do it and i think i asked you michael like oh what should i do and you were saying ah we should not kill you just kneel down and that's it i said but i don't want them to think that i am going to be doing this for life because i don't know how to do it i'll just do it for that day and, and all of that but a little bit immature maybe even childish but it was a real life because i was like i'm not going to start up something i cannot finish mm. but i agree with that though <laughs> if, you can't, if you can't if you can't finish if you can't uphold something for the next 40 years of your marriage or longer you shouldn't start don't even it. bother starting you not start it so if you can't deal with yeah. this and then, you know that but i'm glad to report i went i went to meet the parents <laughs> I knelt down and all of those things. And I know that my mother-in-law was like, ah, huh, so you were brought up here. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but after that she's lived with us and I don't always kneel down in the morning with my two legs on the ground because it's just my, my brain just doesn't do that all the time even my parents I don't think I do all of that just to say that sometimes you might have to compromise sometimes but mm. yeah I do subscribe to the fact that don't start something you can, don't do high, like, don't do eye service do yeah. you no. be authentic no. yeah mm. and people be will respect authentic. you they might they might not come at first it might be strange to them but later on they're respectful for you who you are yeah. And, yeah. and i think that's one of the things that women need to understand being alone being on your own be comfortable with yourself first yes when yeah. you're comfortable mm. with yourself everybody will whether they like it or not or they will come to um, understand mm. you mm. and accept you for who you are mm. but when you want to be with the majority that's why probably because now we're in the western world we don't have that uh, issue of you know this uh, family gathering where you have to go and do your and stuff like that that thing irritates <laughs> me a lot when i was growing okay. up okay for, for, for the benefit of the of the of our audience that may not be yoruba this is like you when you have big events the wives and the family people that are married into the family that are the ones cooking fetching water i don't know what else they're doing sweeping the floor and all this kind of that funny thing <laughs> they're the ones hosting people and serving food and ah uh, please i i can't even Nah. I, I mean, you know, there's some things you do out of respect, you know. You are in obviously there's no way I'll probably go somewhere where I'm needed to help with, you know, and then I you can sit people down. struggle and sit down. I'm not I'm not that kind of person. I will I can take over the whole kitchen, help out and do that. Mm. But that, I know that that's a wonderful thing. I'm there to support and I know everybody's having a good time and it's not good that one person's in the kitchen and uh, yeah, I can do that for that time. But when you know you're feeding like a thousand, five hundred people, oh for you better get catering, you know. Mm. <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly yeah that's it isn't it and and, and that's the, like i wanted to touch on this issue of like not pretending being your authentic self especially yeah. Yeah. as a married person even with in-laws i remember like i've had my mother like mother-in-law come and live with us and i think i was just me if I wanted to sleep till 8 a.m. because I'm tired, because I love my food, I slept till 8 a.m. I didn't wake up at 6 a.m. just to impress her. Just to impress and I think she later appreciated that because this is just me. Ah, mommy, when you wake up in the morning, you wake up earlier than me. This is what we're eating for breakfast. It's on the table. Everything is ready and everything. And if I wanted to sleep till 9, I would sleep till 9. If my husband wanted to wake up earlier, that's fine. Because I was taking care of babies when she was there. And I, and, I, and I just decided I was just going to be me. I wasn't going to like you know start living up to some kind of things that i've not been doing before waking up at 5 a.m even though i normally wake up at night no i don't i i was like no I, i'll just be i'll be me and and, and do that and be consistent with it mm. yeah and i feel like whoever it is your sister-in-law your mother-in-law whoever it is who appreciate you for that like yeah this this is how this like yeah like we've been saying this is how this person is and they will come to accept it mm-hmm. and if yeah. they need you if they know that oh bobby sleeps till nine they won't disturb you they will say mm-hmm. oh leave even they will even tell your kids oh leave mommy alone she's sleeping because they yeah because you know when you wake up at nine you're still going to do your duty they didn't make everybody eats lunch everybody eats dinner yeah yeah imagine if your mother-in-law is staying with you for three months are you going to wake <laughs> up at 5 a.m for three months just to impress just because you want to impress and you know that's the thing you start getting you you start getting angry you start getting and you resent them because you feel like they're, they're they're really disturbing you meanwhile you're the one disturbing yourself because this life is to too short to why are you stressing yourself don't don't stress yourself that's why i tell myself don't stress 
be authentic to yourself so that when people know okay this is okay this is the way she is that's fine mm-hmm. yeah and also one of the points i wanted to raise with that sister-in-law and the lady is that you know one of the things i realize is women we are we are our own downfalls we are own the, the worst okay. critiques and all that as women we don't support each other and, and i think I, I myself i'm learning that as well now i've got sister-in-law and all that that at times there's always this i don't know how to say this uh, cool way over the years whereby you the way sister sister-in-law sisters-in-law see each other there's always like this rivalry and i think with westernization oh, yeah. and all that that it's now changing because you always realize that okay if i really love my brother then his wife i have to if i respect my brother love my brother i should well regardless mm. of the choice he makes regarding yeah. like life partner i should love that person as well they, they're not perfect mm. they, they, they have different backgrounds you know they, mm. they would not be like yeah, they're different from us and all that but you, over the time time will tell that's the thing time is a truth mm. of character yes. it's not mm. don't don't that's one of the things I, I realized that you don't go heavy when people come into your family. Don't go too heavy with them because realize that they are still trying to find their feet as well. Yes. Mistakes will yeah, happen. Trying to get to know yeah. everyone. Yeah. <clears throat> Give them time because it's a practice for you now. Because by the time your children grow up, your boys and yeah. they're bringing ladies because it's, before they bring them, they want there will be some ones that will come so you have, yeah, to, and you have yeah. to practice now as, as that's one of the things i've learned now that probably most of my friends now are in their 50s and 60s i realized that they don't have the experience because their mother-in-laws were very harsh on them so they don't have the experience on how to be nice to the ladies their their boys or sons are bringing home that, that brings me to that you know the issue with mother-in-laws i think yeah. is a vicious cycle i remember when like people will say i don't want to have i put i marry some like there are people that actually pray that they marry somebody that doesn't have a mother and i was like mm-hmm. how can you be wicked yeah. like that i used to pray that I, my mother-in-law would just be like my mom i will get along because it's much better to get along with someone and have a second mom than to be praying for his mother to be dead uh-uh. it's because that's like of, witchcraft it's because of people's, because of people's experiences There's yeah do you think it's experiences or sometimes stereotypes and perceptions because even the people that have well, not had a mother-in-law yeah. that is bad they already come into marriage ready to be antagonistic to their yes, mother-in-laws yes. or their the, the bad you know stories stay longer they linger longer than the good stories and the, mm. in people's the bad minds stories mm. are the ones that we he- hear a lot yeah the mm. about the bad mother-in-law that comes 6 a.m in the morning and wants pounded yam or something in pony yeah. <laughs> so and nollywood is not helping we as well isn't it no nollywood is not helping that's why sometimes <laughs> when you watch movies you have to exactly think help. exactly so th- that's why i do understand people that say oh they don't want a mother-in-law but th- on the other hand it, it would it be fair fair on your part if, if somebody then prays that your own mom should, should be, be dead, dead because they have said <laughs> that you know so because this issue of modern because they, it really yeah it really becomes i feel like sometimes to be, people come in already like oh if my mother-in-law should do this i'm going to give I'm her this or if my sister-in-law yes. should disrespect me and, and we, they come in with all of that i don't know resentment and bitterness even before something has happened so the first mistake somebody makes they're already like yeah that's it that's the, that's the attitude that's i'm talking the, about yeah. you're not going to do that with me and all of this we're not very yeah, so then it becomes a vicious cycle because then you become that person to your, like, like Mokka was saying, to your own sons when they bring their wives. You're already like, oh, this is going to be my enemy. It's going to take my affection and, and all of these things away. Oh, wow. 
yeah with yeah. illness we just we, i i i believe that we all need grace yes we do yes. and we, we need to see people, yeah we need to see like if somebody comes into your family as a new person if you're maybe married to your brother or married to your sister as a brother-in-law or sister-in-law treat them like you would treat your own siblings because you don't always get along with your siblings you're gonna need each other's nerves you yeah. you fight but you you have a bond you love each other and that's the same thing that you should extend to to your in-law yeah. that respect and respect the space i remember we we're talking about this last week with some friends and we we're like okay do you get into your siblings marital issues i'm like no i don't get into that we interact as i don't get into people's issues yeah because yeah. it's not my place yeah yeah uh, yeah and, and that's very important isn't it that you you, you you give them that space to to make their mistakes and learn mm. Mm. because <clears> you don't want you don't want them to feel every any time you're around you're you're focusing into what you're not yes. you, you have to be very careful you have mm. to be very very careful and, and no matter how, how much you love your 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 brother or your sister you're not in covenant with them it is their wife or their husband that is in covenant with them their spouses are in covenant with them you don't you're not in a covenant with them mm. so so mm. your relationship has to take a back seat that's just the bottom line <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think for the, you just keep the relationship open and being there so that they know that you're reachable. Yeah, not, they can not rely too much on in their, their head, not too much in their space, but they know that okay, at least you're reachable. They can rely on you. They can trust you. They at can least, talk to you. Yeah, they can talk to you. Yeah, yeah and treat people the way you would want your in-laws to treat you. Oh, exactly. Oh, exactly. Yes. Oh, yes. Exactly. That's something I always have at the back of my mind. The way I would want to be treated is the way I would treat my brother's wife. Because yeah. Exactly, and yeah, I, I think it's, uh, it's, we are the ones that can break the cycle because if we do treat each other and have each other's backs, mm-hmm. we're hoping that mm. the kids that we are raising will do the same thing. And this exactly, scary mother-in-law will be broken now. Like, yeah, be much mm. better going forward. Definitely, definitely. Wow. Stay tuned. The conversation continues in the next episode of intentional randomness and you don't want to miss the the concluding part of this chat i'm sure you don't want to miss it hey so if you're wondering which uh show we were talking about it was uh, blue therapy um it had on youtube some um weeks ago and even though now uh there have been a lot of talks about if the show was um scripted or if it was real um I just want to say that it didn't really matter to us having this conversation because we wanted to raise some of the issues and not so much if, it, if the show was um, real or, or not because it doesn't even matter if it was a movie. Those were very valid issues that we wanted to talk about. Yeah, so I just want to say that. <laughs> I am sure you have enjoyed listening to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram on our handle Intentional Randomness and feel free to contact us on intentionalrandomnessfeedback at gmail.com. Until next time, be intentional.